Blog Talk Radio. To, uh, I'm trying to reach her. I can't, for some reason I can't hear the uh, call failed again. That's interesting. Um, let me try this again.
me see if I'm maybe I might be doing something wrong here. I'll try it though. See if I can get it. Very strange. Um, I don't know why. Okay, call Phil. There was no answer. Okay, let me let me see. There's another. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Oh my god. Eight three one nine one seven zero six six two is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording you may hang up or press one for more options. Yeah, I'm gonna leave a message for for our guest um Maris my uh, this is uh, Leo Steele from uh, LA Steel Show. Uh, for some reason, we're not able to get through to your um, landline. Uh, this I know this is your cell phone number, but would you please uh, give us a call? Uh, and the show number is 646-915-9505. All right, thank you very much. Okay. And uh, this is where we're at right now. So I'm going to uh, move on here a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about... Um, like to go to uh, Save the Whale website, you know, so I found it in 1977, and we'll wait and see if uh, she calls us. Um, Not sure what's going on here. Um, Okay. Uh, I just want to mention, uh, one of the major things that this this does is they uh, they not only do they uh, they they, they uh, try to educate the public, you know, and children essentially, educated 275,000 children through uh, whales on wheels, which is an interesting thing, All right? And uh, you know, education, school outreach programs, uh, um, outdoor education, sing to save the whales, whale box, right whale activities. These are just some of the things that whale movies and songs. Things they have just to save the whale um, and uh, create excitement and money for their cause. And uh, it's it's really an interesting uh, it's an interesting site. 
I, uh, I suggest you go. Just say it's called the SaveTheWhales.org. Okay. And uh, let me go back to here and say for some reason we're not able to, our guest is not answering. I apologize for that. Let me try them. Let me try her one more time on that landline. And see if that's working. Don't mind me, folks. I'm just uh, just trying to be efficient here. But uh, sorry. Okay. Uh, this is this is all right. Now, this is dialing. So. Uh, 
um, encouraged her to do something about it and asked her what she wanted to do. And she said she wanted to design a T-shirt that would say, D, the fat whale saves the whales. And then that's where we came in because she contacted me one evening and asked um, if she could use our name in order to design the T-shirt and told us what was going on. And we were like, absolutely do it. We support you. And she thought she would only raise a few hundred dollars. And she's ended up raising over $10,700 on GoFundMe. And then another $7,000 has come in individually to our organization. So we, we are so amazed by how courageous she is and how she took a very negative uh, situation and made it very positive. Yeah, that was very good. Maybe you could tell us more about your uh, your organization now. Uh, what are the what is the condition of the whales right now? I mean, in our oceans. What I mean, the the, the especially you're 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 in California, correct? Right. Yeah. Uh, what are the radiation issues that are happening there? And the uh, you know they're they're talking uh, the number of uh, problems they've had with. Um, of uh, 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 um, sea lions, uh, you know, beaching themselves or actually dying. Many, many of them dying. And also whales beaching themselves uh, uh, along the along the Pacific uh, 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 beaches. What what is the condition of the oceans there now, and 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 the conditions of the whale populations in the world? Well, the conditions of the oceans everywhere is something that we really need to uh, pay attention to. Uh, There's a lot of issues facing all marine life, and and the whales are almost like a canary in the coal mine. They're mammals like us. They live a long time. And what we're seeing recently that I think is really alarming um, on top of some other issues, which I'll talk about in a minute, but the more recent one that we're really beginning to see more and more uh, whales washing up uh, on beaches um, and dying from is litter and garbage. Uh, There's been videos a lot more videos lately and, and necropsies done on whales that are washing up. And when they're necropsied, they're fine that um, they're filled with a plastic and garbage in their esophagus going down to their stomach. And it's actually blocking their stomach. And therefore, they're starving to death. So I don't even think we have any idea at all about how many animals are dying in the oceans from eating garbage, 
plastic bags, which are often mistaken as a food source. Plastic underwater floating around actually looks a lot like jellyfish, and then yeah. the animals eat it, and they're dying. What On top you? of that, hmm? yeah. What have you? Have I was going to. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to ask. Go. Have you seen that um, the recent uh, um, videos taken by the? Uh, the guy who was crossing uh, the the Pacific Ocean there with a, uh, in a, a solar plane, and, he, and he, he was flying over the Pacific where he saw this almost like he said it was this almost the size of a continent was the uh, uh, all of the where, where all the plastic uh, seems to accumulate right. around the world. Yeah. It's really odd how plastic seems to accumulate just there. It, it, I, I could never I couldn't really understand. Uh, what, what, why all the plastic in the, uh, would would be would accumulate in that kind of a whirlpool there, and, and nothing else? Okay, can you explain that to us a little? Well, how? there actually, it isn't just plastic. It, it's a lot of garbage. You're talking about uh, the Pacific garbage patch, and so the big whirlpool is where the currents are circulating, and it makes like this gigantic whirlpool of garbage. And it's been estimated that it's bigger than Texas um, and more than 100 feet deep of just garbage. But in addition to that, what what is believed now is that Every single organism in the ocean now has plastic in it because the problem with plastic is that it'll break down into smaller bits, but it never goes away completely. And other animals eat it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, 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 I... because we don't see these things, you know, you, um, day daily, like uh, I, we we forget about them, and, and unless they're brought out in the mainstream media somehow, uh, you know, uh, brought attention to, uh, you still don't see it, and you you're constantly wondering. Could you, besides your own uh, website, can you refer uh, our listeners to other websites regarding mammal, uh, not mammal, ocean? Um, safety, oceanography, and, uh, and and marine biology, and what's what's happening in those fields. Uh, yes, um, on our website we do have. I think we have some links already up there about other organizations uh, there's, oh. and other groups. But um, we work uh, with a big coalition of organizations on. I'm trying to help the the most endangered marine mammal right now is actually a little porpoise in Mexico in the Sea of Cortez. And there's only believed to be 50 of them left. Um, And they're actually being killed as bycatch in, in fishing nets. So the name of that uh, 
website where you can read about a lot of other organizations that are all marine mammal related working on this is vivavakita.org. And um, this is another really serious issue where the animals, a lot of animals are caught as bycatch in fishing nets. Even though they're not the targeted species, a lot of other animal species get caught in nets and then are killed as bycatch. So one of the solutions to this is in order for people to be more informed and when they uh, go and shop or they purchase seafood, that you try and purchase seafood that is known to be sustainable or is caught with sustainable fishing methods that aren't responsible for a lot of other bycatch. And there's a program completely dedicated to this called Seafood Watch. And on this program, which was actually started by the Monterey Bay Aquarium, there's partners all over the world um, that work with them on educating people and businesses about this. Hey, uh, there's one thing I was curious. I'm looking at your site and it says Adopt a Whale um, uh, program. And uh, you can, uh, through Save the Whales, you get a symbolic adoption program, uh, and you learn about orcas, the killer whales in the wild, and captivity, and so on. But you have um, an interesting thing here. It's uh, about uh, what was it? something to do with your um, mailbox. Um, yeah, we have an orca jumping out of the mailbox. Uh, is that is what that? it is? I'm looking at this. Yeah. Yeah. A, <laughs> uh, adopt the whale uh, uh, orca. Headed mailbox, I guess, huh? Is that what it is? Yeah, the, yeah, the you're opening the mailbox and an orca's face or upper body is jumping out of the mailbox. So. Yeah, that's kind of funny. You gotta kind of freak out your mailman. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't uh, run away yet. <laughs> so. He's used to that, but standing uh, entanglements. Stranding Entanglement Networks. What exactly is that? So, agencies. Yeah, on our website, we actually, we've got got uh, all different organizations listed all over the world that work on uh, disentangling marine mammals and birds. Um, but mostly marine mammals, so seals and I otters and whales out of yeah. nets. And we are actually a support group in our area on the whale disentanglement network. So really, really important. Um, you know, this is another issue where we really don't even know the number of animals that are dying. Um, in We're talking about pieces of nets that are either cut off of really big fishing nets, um, maybe they got entangled or a knot in them, and then they're cut off and they're thrown in the ocean. And then whales are swimming by and they get a caught around one of their, 
either their tail or one of their flippers, and it can even go around their mouth, and and then it slows them down and drags them down, and sometimes they're not able to get to the surface and breathe, or they're not able to eat, and it's it's really awful. I'd like to, uh, for my readers to go to, uh, my listeners rather, to go to uh, SaveTheWhales.org uh, and, and check this out because of the, uh, it says only 82 vaquita porpoises are left in the world. There's a picture of them with the black eyes and all that. They're quite, quite, quite stunning. Um, what, there's only 82 in the world. That's, that's yeah, we, and we believe the number now is about 50. Um, which is really Wait. alarming. Is there any way to capture these for and put them in captivity and and and, and uh, repopulate the, the the breed? Well, no, that um, no for a number of reasons. But you know, when the population is this low, um, and doing capture operations is is very, very stressful on the animals. For every whale or dolphin that is in captivity, many others die um, in the capture operations. And it really is not successful. Um, There really is not a successful way to do this. Right. You're saying that um, they're also, uh, they're worth over... $10,000 $10,000 a piece because of their um, value to the Chinese. I sold this, this endangered fish to the Chinese for an aphrodisiac. Right. That, that is not the vaquita, but it's actually an endangered fish called the totoaba, which lives, unfortunately, for the vaquita in the same little area that they live in. And this has become almost like a drug, a legal drug operation where fishermen wow. are going in at night and capturing totoavas of the worth of the swim bladder on the black market in Asia. Uh, the swim bladder is considered an aphrodisiac. And in order to get the totoaba fish, Vaquita are unfortunately captured in these nets also, and that is really what is driving their demise. Uh, you know, I was just looking at, uh, uh, I was looking through the site again. I, I was curious about um, uh, not just this, but the uh, your your educ, uh, like your your uh, whale store, <laughs> adopt a vaquita porpoise kit. You actually have a kit for that, and uh, yes. yeah, uh, and uh, whale tiles. That's that's pretty cool, and uh, new whale socks. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's fun. How did you come up with some of these ideas for what to sell? Uh, well, a lot of the products, all the most of the T-shirts are all of our own designs, uh, with the exception of a really amazing design but done by an 11-year-old girl. But 
the way our organization started was back in 1977 when I designed a T-shirt at the age of 14. And so our T-shirts actually have always been one of our mainstay sellers. And the other items that we add to our website, we are trying to buy local or within the state of California um, and support other, um, you know, individuals that are are making products locally. And on our T-shirts, we're trying to buy uh, all organic T-shirts now so that uh, the shirts are being manufactured with pesticides, which end up running off and going into the ocean. And so we're just trying to be a lot more thoughtful in our products and, and buy things that are made in the U.S. It's very difficult, but we are trying. Um, I have to say, uh, well, congratulate you on this. Uh, I love that it looks at these tiles. These new whale tiles that you have? Yeah, they're really amazing. They are. They are very, very nice. Yeah, whale tiles, you know, it's like pictures. Yeah, these beluga whales and the, I believe the humpback whale and you got one of the sperm whale. And these are great. And they're all, it looks like they're all cork-backed and frame, uh, cork-backed on wood. Right. You can, you know, you can use them. Um, either as a as a useful item like a trivet or as a decorative item. And I actually uh, put them in my tile floor in my kitchen um, as accent markers. Really? Oh, my God, that must have looked great. Yeah. Well, what kind of, uh, what, which ones did, they, did you use for the kitchen floor? I used all of them. Oh, you did? All of them? Yeah. Oh, it's doing really nice. So, did, what do you have? Twelve by twelves, or uh, like twelve yeah. by? I forget what size they are. I think they're like, I don't know. I think they're six by six or something. Six by um, six. Yeah, I'm not sure. It actually says on the website what the dimensions are, but. Uh, well, I, I I highly I highly commend them. Um, they're thirty dollars per tile, but uh, they're they're really a beautiful work of art. Uh, yeah, they are, and there's a lot of nice items on the website. And uh, and I, I wanted to just um, say that what we're going to do with the money that uh, the young girl raised for us that was being bullied is we're going to buy a life-size inflatable humpback whale that we will take around to schools and teach school children that even though they're really big, whales are dying from litter and things that we're doing on land and that all of us can make a difference. And the whale, um, we're going to have it uh, open up so that the kids will be able to go inside of it and see how big the heart would be in the lungs and and be inside of it. So that is what we're going to do with the money she raised, and we're going to name it after her and name it D the Beautiful Whale. And when children ask how we got the name D, we're going to tell them the story of 
how she was bullied and overcame it. That's very good. I um, I was kind of impressed. I was just looking through some of these other um, <clears throat> things on your site. For instance, uh, I said learn about the ten most endangered uh, cetaceans. I I guess these are whales. I I wasn't sure. Cetaceans. Yeah, cetaceans are are actually whales, dolphins, and porpoises. Oh, they're dolphins. Oh, okay, okay. All of them. They're all together under that group. Okay, so learn about ten most endangered cetaceans. So that what, how many different kinds are there? Uh, um, all together, there's over eighty-six species. Um, uh, help captive orcas. Where where are the orcas right now? Where are they being held? Uh, in SeaWorld and all different uh, oceanariums. Yeah, I thought they were going to give those up. Did they? Did they ever give up that? Uh, put that one back out. Um, remember the one who, who killed uh, his uh, trainer last yes. year? Yes. Yeah. That no, one? he hasn't. They have no. They still have him in captivity, um, and his name is Tilikum, and that um, that is what launched, you know, the documentary Blackfish. And if people haven't seen it, it's a very good documentary that shows what goes on in captivity for the animals at SeaWorld. Uh, there's a tremendous number of threats, I guess, to, to the whales. But um, you have a, a, an article here on that. Uh, it says, century ago, parts of the sea were teeming with, with whales. But human intervention changed that. The commercial whaling era killed millions of whales. I mean, literally millions, huh? Millions of whales were, were, were decimated. Yeah, well, that's, what, that's what we... You know, honestly, we don't even really know. But what we have found out um, over in the, like I would say, over the past 20 years is all the documentation that was done uh, during the commercial whaling uh, in the early 19th century is where the numbers were all tabulated from. And uh, what we found out is that they were grossly underestimated in oh. the number of whales that were killed. Oh I, I was surprised that uh, you know Japan, <laughs> Japan is still a, a whale killing country. You know they uh, why can't we? Are they the only country that still hunts whales? Well, Japan is whaling under under a scientific loophole, uh, under a scientific research clause, and this is uh, a loophole in the International Whaling Commission regulations. And the International Whaling Commission is is a, a body of countries all over the world that belong to this. And you can choose to belong to it or not. It is not mandatory. And Japan, while they're not doing, you know, the large-scale commercial whaling that they used to do with, uh, you know, their major factory ships, 
reptile there where they were, um, you know, killing the the large whales like the sperm whales, the blue whales, the fin whales. Now they're focusing on the smallest baleen whale, which is a minke whale, and the whale meat is is used as a gourmet food item in Japanese restaurants and in oh. markets. Oh, because and I was very curious. There's, I mean, they, these things, uh, these particular uh, dolphins are worth, uh, uh, are being uh, poached at for $10,000 a piece. Uh, and you have, now you get these whales that are being uh, slaughtered still. Um, do they have any, uh, do they, is there any estimate as to how many whales are left uh, generically? I mean, you know, not sperm, or, or is there a breakdown, like an estimate on the sperm whale, the blue whale, you know, the humpback? How, how many, how many are any, how many have they, um, do they uh, estimate to be worldwide? So, for example, on on the blue whale, which is a remarkable animal, it's the biggest animal that's ever lived on Earth, um, bigger than a dinosaur, bigger than elephants, it gets to be a hundred feet, and the the heart is the size of a of a sports car or a Volkswagen Bug. And the blue whales eat some of the smallest things in the ocean, or you know, krill, which are little shrimp-like animals that are the beginning of the food chain in the world's oceans. And the original estimation of blue whales, you know, was who even knows over 200,000 maybe or even more and now the estimated number is about 10,000 and that's not very many (laughs) so uh, there are estimates on a lot of the whales but what you have to remember is all the really big whales uh, were the ones that were really targeted in in the whaling days, and the um, the right whale, for example, which lives largely on the east coast. Uh, there's only about 300 individuals left, and all of them are DNA uh, tested. They know all the individuals, and losing even one of those is is critical for the survival of the species. And they were so decimated because they were whaled down to such a low, low number. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the Save the Whale song, how did that come along? Um, who, who invented that one? So there's a whale song that you, you can actually listen to it on the website. It was sung by... A young yeah. girl named Maggie Mae Trout, um, and the song was written by a local songwriter named Joan Cobb Hopkins, and she wrote the song several years ago, and we thought it was so wonderful. Um, we made it into this international thing to save the Whales Day, 
where people and children all over the world can use it as an educational tool and and sing the song to raise awareness about the whales. I uh, is it a single? I'm trying to find the uh, uh, the uh, I'd like to play it on the air here, but I I can't seem to uh, listen and sing along. Okay. designs or uh, other people who have donated designs. 
on the jewelry, uh, we were purchasing it from a company in the U.S. so that we know it's made in the U.S. Um, and, and the tiles are made locally in California. Yeah, that's what we're, we're trying to, we're trying to keep it in the U.S. or local and buy organic t-shirts. Yeah. Look at Zoe, uh, Zoe T. Yeah, and that is an amazing T-shirt that was designed uh, by a young girl in New Zealand, and I just love that T-shirt. Is that is that her? When oh, oh when eleven years old, she's probably older now. Uh, she looks like she's probably eighteen or twenty or so, but um, in this picture. But what a what a nice design that is. Uh, is it a is it a painting or just a? a yeah, it was actually a drawing uh, that she did, and it was so good that her art teacher emailed it to us oh. from New Zealand, and I said it's amazing. Would we be able to use it on a T-shirt? And and that's how we got that design. So we named it after young Zoe, and we call it the Zoe T-shirt. So. Hey, very, very nice. That was 2011 you, uh, you, when mm-hmm. you got the design, huh? Yeah. Very, yeah, very, very attractive. And, um, and and she was, what, 11 years old when she drew this? Yes. My God. Oh, <laughs> what a talent. Yeah. Um, what um uh let's see. Looking at uh or organic T shirts you're selling here. Save save the wheel organic T shirts. And I like that. I like the tote bag. That's a that's a good idea. This is all this is all the from the same designer, huh? So, uh no, a lot of the they're different designs. A lot of them are ours that I did or um uh, for example, our graphic artist donated a couple of designs. Then one of them is from, you know, Young Zoe. So it's actually a collection of of different designs. Right. I think it's. Uh, I thought it was Zoe. There was the it was the young uh, the young uh, model here in the picture, but I guess not. Um, this is great. This is very very nice. You have a. Uh, a lot of people buying these, or you, do, do you find a, a good market for them? Or the uh, yeah, our, our T-shirts, um, our T-shirts, our sweatshirts um, are still our biggest sellers. And then, you know, around Christmas, all the socks just yeah. are a very big seller. So, yeah, we're... We're happy with our our whale store, and we really try and have good products. And um, yeah. yeah. Oh, very nice. And and they're all and the prices are pretty reasonable considering the you know they look like they're good quality. But um, yeah, so I, I encourage everybody to to check out uh, this website, SaveTheWhales.org. And go to their whale store and check out their articles. And, and uh, also, 
Now, I, I'm very curious about adopting this uh, this vaquita, uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, how how would you advise people to adopt if they wanted to adopt one of these? Uh, what what do you do here? Um, it's basically similar to her adopt an orca, where it's a symbolic gesture. You get a photograph and a newsletter. You also get a, a dog tag necklace um, to save the vaquita and some stickers. And, and we use the money to go into our vaquita fund in order to help educate the public about the vaquita. And one of the things we did last year is uh, we got a, a – um, a very reduced rate uh, on a digital ad in New York City in Times Square. And we had a Vaquita ad run in Times Square for about a month. And um, we're just, we've been trying all different methods and trying to get alternative fishing gear. And we work with a, a coalition of organizations under vivavaquita.org, and you can go onto that website and you can sign petitions and and read the latest. And another organization, Sea Shepherd, has been down in the area where they live helping oh. to patrol. So it's been a really concentrated effort with a lot of different agencies and organizations. Well, it sounds like a remarkable uh, thing, and I, I'm amazed at how uh, long you have lasted, and, you know, since 1977, um, you know, and, and have uh, made it into a, a into a very, very well-known uh, 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 non-profit, you know, and a very important one, because I mean, I, I can recall hearing about Save the Whales uh, since you started. Uh, you've had a very, very uh, uh, successful campaign, raising awareness and I hope raising money for your cause. Um, <laughs> have you been uh, doing well, or are you suddenly now on an outreach uh, program, or what? What is? What are your plans for the future with with this? With this uh, well, our, our we've always been uh, dedicated to education and outreach programs because. We feel that children are the next generation, and they really are going to be the ones that hopefully will be able to solve a lot of the issues. Really? They are amazing innovators. They understand the issues, and we're really concentrating a lot of our efforts into reaching inland schools um, and inland uh, schools that are underfunded and do not have any money, you know, for field trips or science. And we feel that is our role that we really help fulfill. So we're like a mini-museum, and we go into the school and bring everything. And and we hope... Now you have the whale D, right? Uh, That's your your, uh, whale on wheels. Yeah, our Whales on Wheels program is is made up of seven different outreach programs, 
and they're taught by marine biologists um, and bilingual Spanish speakers um, so that we're able to reach a really large audience. And, uh, yeah. And we will always stay focused on this. Right. Are you doing any kind of uh, video promotions or any kind of, uh, I, I don't really see We have actually a really wonderful video on our website. If you you go to the home page, and in the middle of the page, you'll see an eye of a whale. And if you click on that, it will go to this beautiful video um, that's about a minute, a little over a minute, on just beautiful images of marine mammals in the wild. Um, and I really encourage people to do that. We wanted to have something that was not gory and didn't have dead whales or upsetting pictures. We just wanted something that you can look at it and really appreciate these animals and why we're trying to save them. Uh, I must. I have to admit, right, the music here in the background is actually your video. Um, and, uh, uh, it's a magnificent, uh, I don't know what kind of whale this is, but it's a beautiful whale that's uh, in a, in a, in a, uh, her, uh, what do they call it, baby well, whales? Well, the beginning of it is uh, a sperm whale, um, and they're amazing. Their sperm whale is the whale featured in Moby Dick. Um, they're the deepest diving whales, and they have really intricate language and ways they communicate. Then we've got dolphins in there. We've got humpbacks. We have a manatee, and we have a gray whale. Right now I'm looking at the manatee, yeah. How how are they doing as a species? Are they they thriving again, or are they back? Uh, They're they're in trouble, uh, largely due to that they are very... Uh, slow-moving animals, and a lot of them are actually run over by boats, and then the boat propellers um, cut into them and um, kill them or or damage them uh, to the point that, you know, they die. So this is really a, a big issue in Florida um, and a lot of effort. There's an organization that only works on manatees. So um, you can go to them and and learn more uh, about helping the manatees. And um, it's really, it's really, there's a lot of work to do and we need everyone to help um, on all levels of, of protecting, you know, the oceans, which are the lungs, um, of our planet and are, are what's sustaining the entire world. So we need to protect it for every life um, on the planet. Oh, well, anyway, are you? Um, I wanted to. Um, I want to thank you so very much for being with us tonight. And is there anything else that you'd like to uh, say to the to our audience before we we leave? You know, just that, uh, that what we do on land, uh, 
actually has a direct impact on water. And um, anything that goes off of our streets and into the storm drains, like pesticides and litter and dog dew and uh, car washing detergent, motor oil, all that will end up in a river or a stream or the ocean. And if everyone would just make a little more effort every day on on making sure that things off of our where we live on land or our property don't make its way into the storm drains, that right. would be a wonderful way to help all marine life. Well, then that that's where we should really concentrate our some of our education on. Um, uh, which I don't believe too much is being said. Um, we're such a wasteful country and it's such a wasteful world, basically. Uh, um, are there any are there any very conscious uh, countries out there that are? Um, I mean, uh, we are to to the extent that you are, but uh, you know, I'm 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 curious as to how. Um, Saving the oceans, it doesn't seem to be one of the main issues here with the uh, uh, world organizations. Uh, can, am I wrong? Or? I, I think that, you know, there's so many, there's so many issues right now um, with the ocean. <laughs> um, you know, habitat destruction and overfishing and and the warming of the oceans and um, melting of the ice caps and um, then what we've been talking about, like litter and pollution and net entanglement, and then there's underwater naval testing and military testing all over the world that is really detrimental to deep diving marine mammals and marine animals. So I think that... A lot of people are working to protect the oceans, but I think there are just so many issues right now that it's it's a voice among it all, but getting it to the surface to be one of the top priorities is, is a bigger issue. And climate change and global warming is certainly an issue that as a world wide level we need to address and, and that will that has a direct impact on the oceans as well so that is where I think we are finally getting traction and that global so. leaders just, are, are beginning to realize we've got to work together on that yeah and and you know to to, uh, to me it's a far worse uh, to see I mean, the the oceans could possibly die, you know, especially after this Fukushima uh, radiation spill that's uh, been climbing up on the up the the, the uh, west coast. Uh, you know, tremendous amounts of radiation in the water there, and uh, uh, and I I was I I listened to um, some guy who had who had done who had done the. Uh, he had gone around the world, I guess, and uh, or at least up and down the Pacific Ocean, uh, in a, in his own boat, and uh, he 
claimed that there were there was thousands, it seems like thousands of miles of just dead sea, all right, that he had crossed over. And he says there's so much, uh, there's so much out there that's actually dead, you know, uh, that it's absolutely frightening. And uh, can you can you validate that in, in some way, or have you? I I mean not really. I I don't know if I can validate, you know, that specific point, but I think what we we should leave people with is that we're really at a critical point right now and we need to change the way we the way we do things or or live or die with the consequences. And I think I think we're at a point right now, we're at a tipping point, and we really need to change. I agree with and, you. And on yeah. that note, we're going to end the program. Our, our show has just ended, so uh, we just run out of time. But I wanted to thank you so much for being on, and uh, um, <clears throat> we've been talking to the founder, uh, Maris Sider Stecker. Is that is I pronouncing that right, Sider Stecker? It's actually, I'm actually the co-founder. My mother and I both started it oh, in the you're, you're, 1970s. Oh, okay. um, and my last name is Seiden Stecker, um, but you were close. <laughs> Seiden Stecker, yeah. And you're, and yeah. you're the second, right? Yes. Or Seiden Stecker the second. Uh, that's nice. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you, Maris. Thank you. You're welcome. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Okay. And, uh, you know, if you want to, um, if you want to embed this show on your site, uh, you know, uh, you're more than happy to do that. Um, okay. The web designer there, you can just, uh, you know, post this on, on your site if you'd like. So uh, feel free, okay? All right, thank you. Okay, no problem. Good, so good night, and uh, hope good to have night. you back. Yeah. All right, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. That was Maris Seidenstecker, uh, the second uh, co-founder and program director of Marine, Marine Biologist uh, uh, for Save the Whales Foundation. And uh, check, check out their site, savethewhales.org, and adopt a, adopt a bus, uh, yeah, a bus, a porpoise. Uh, so, all right, everybody, have a wonderful evening, and thank you for joining us, and we're going to play out here. I love this song. It's called Swagger. <laughs>